the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, October the 11th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On October 11th, 1991, testifying before the Senate Judiciary Committee, Anita Hill, she accused Supreme Court nominee Clarence Thomas of sexually harassing her. Thomas reappeared before the panel to denounce the proceedings. He called them a high lynch or a high-tech lynching. I remember that well. I watched a lot of it. My wife and I did, in fact, together, and we were astounded at what was being said and done in the attack on Clarence Thomas, who has was eventually seated, but no thanks to the leader of the Senate Judiciary Committee, the chairman, Joe Biden. They attacked that man on every side, and now all these years later, they're attacking him again, trying to destroy him. I, I get tired of hearing Black Lives Matter. Not really. Black lives only matter when the black life says and does the things that the left wants them to do. Black lives really don't matter to those people. Thankfully, Clarence Thomas now serves on the Supreme Court and has for the last number of years. He is one of the finest men and finest minds, in my opinion, that has ever sat on the high court. And a lot of them have. Today in 1809, just over three years after the famous Lewis and Clark expedition ended, Meriwether Lewis was found dead in a Tennessee inn. It was an apparent suicide. He was 35 years old. Today in 1906, the San Francisco Board of Education ordered the city's Asian students segregated into their own school. The order was later rescinded at the request of President Theodore Roosevelt. He promised to curb future Japanese immigration to the United States, so Congress agreed to rescind that order. Today in uh, 1968, Apollo 7, the first manned Apollo mission, was launched. Today in 1986, President Ronald Reagan and Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev, they opened two days of talks in Reykjavik, Iceland, concerning arms control and human rights. I don't have time to get into it, but you may recall that did not end well. Today in 2002, former President Jimmy Carter was named the recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize. He too, he and Barack Obama, both got the prize and both wondered why. Today in 2017, the Boy Scouts of America announced that it would admit girls. This, of course, is the same Boy Scouts of America that also decided to allow openly gay kids to start being a part of the camping trips and in the tents and everything. And then and then this same organization decided 
to let openly gay leaders become a part of the Boy Scouts of America. Then they declared Chapter 11 bankruptcy. I understand now that they're out of Chapter 11 bankruptcy because they have established a $2.4 billion fund for the organization, uh, for those people in the organization or associated with it at one time or another who were victims of sexual abuse as it emerged out of Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So they've been in Chapter 11. They're out now. But they this $2.4 billion fund supports about 82,500 people. And let me say for the record, for those who are watching carefully uh, to pounce on anything that uh, they might, uh, I'm not suggesting that all of the sexual abuse claims had to do with homosexuals. I did not say that. But I am saying that that's the path that they took, and they have had many, 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 sexual abuse claims in recent years. They said in a statement when they came out of um, Chapter 11, they said, additionally, new measures will support survivors and prevent abuse in the future, such as background checks for all staff and volunteers, mandatory youth training, a ban on -on one-on-one interactions with children, including in-person, online, or via text or calls. So that was the main thing that they said. I don't know how that's going because I, uh, I have, I've no, I'm not a supporter of Boy Scouts anymore. I once was. I was a Cub Scout. I never did get graduated to the Boy Scouts. I'm not sure why. I don't remember why. It wasn't lack of interest. I probably had too much work to do around the orchard. And uh, by the time I got old enough to be a Boy Scout, so I didn't have time for it. But anyway, I've always been a supporter until then. I am no longer a supporter, and millions of people share my feelings, I can tell you. Harvard Law Law professor emeritus Alan Dershowitz, he's a liberal, he's a Democrat, but he had some choice words for the Obama and, uh, and for his former Ivy League employer. He's an Orthodox Jew. He's upset about this invasion of Israel, to say the least. He said it was just 10 days ago or so that I had a three-hour dinner with Benjamin Netanyahu personally. He said we walked about all the we talked about all the threats Israel's facing, but nobody could have imagined imagine what happened unexpectedly. Raping Jewish women, killing Jewish babies, Harvard law students. He said now are supporting that. They are. He's right. About 30 Jewish Harvard organizations, he said, have supported Hamas and said this is all to the blame of Israel. He said it's very disturbing because, quote, these are our future leaders. These are the people today who are being educated to become the heads of our legislative, executive, and judicial branches. They are. Barack Obama is one of them. Dershowitz was a law professor for years at Harvard. He's concerned. He said, we are a country in moral crisis. When you get our future leaders defending rapists and murderers and putting the blame on innocent people, he said, it enrages me. (laughs) And he was enraged. 
He said, we keep forgetting that Harvard and places like Harvard were a center of Nazi support during the 1930s. He said, Harvard University welcomed Nazis, gave them honorary degrees. And he said, further, Barack Obama, despite being a former Harvard Law School student, hasn't said an, well, expletive, word about this, and neither has the president of Harvard. While it's extremely upsetting to see support for depravity, Dershowitz thinks it's important to remember who the real villain is. He said Iran put them up to it. We now know from Wall Street Journal reporting that there were meetings in Lebanon in which Iran gave them the green light and told them to go forward. He said this will never end unless this regime, there's a regime change in Iran. And he said the first step that should be taken is for the United States and Israel together with the fleet that is now approaching the eastern Mediterranean to destroy Iran's nuclear reactor. He said Iran must come out of this thing losing its most valuable weapon, the nuclear arsenal. Hamas, Hezbollah are puppets, Dershowitz says, mere surrogates. They just do the bidding of this horrible, horrible Nazi regime. He says, talking about, talking about Iran. He said, Iran will never be satisfied with the two states' solution because they want Israel wiped off the map and every single Israeli murdered. Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran. Alan Dershowitz says, these regimes have got to go. No, he's not a mega republic. He's a liberal democrat. Lifelong, but he's upset, and a lot of people are. I don't know if it's surprising to me, but it is profoundly disappointing to me to see some of the response from some of the leaders in our country regarding this barbaric attack on Israel. America's the squad who have sort of distinguished themselves as being revolutionaries. They call themselves, they're not revolutionaries. These guys were out on the streets of New York over the weekend. Oh, no. No, they weren't demonstrating for Israel. They were demonstrating against Israel while Israel was picking up their dead and burying them from this attack by Hamas, Iran. These guys, AOC and the group, and I'll get to who they are, you know their names. I mentioned their names yesterday on this program. But they're out on the street using influence that the people in their districts have given them by electing them to serve in the U.S. Congress of the United States. They're out there acting on behalf of Iran and Hamas. Oh, they're admitting that people are dead. I mean, they have to admit it because every... TV screen in in the world has dead bodies on it because the the media is covering that now. And they will probably continue another day or two. But I I will tell you this, and I I don't want to get off on the sidebar here, but I'm pretty sure, at least, I will tell you this, that in the next few days, what you're going to see, the media has been showing the pictures of dead bodies and warning their 
people that you know the viewer or, or the reader or whatever that it's very hard to look at you know you should know this in advance it's going to be tough to look at and whatever and they've been showing the the, the carnage in israel i've observed i'm over 40 i've observed the media and the news for quite some time now I don't know that I'm an expert on it, but I've been very close to it and inside of it and looking over the fence at it most of my, all, all of my adult life and some of my young life. I can tell you what they're going to do. They're going to keep reporting on this, but they're going to begin to shift the visuals, the pictures. You're going to start seeing pictures now of Palestinians, of Iranians, of Hamas, where people are being injured and killed, because they are. And they're going to shift that now, and and very subtly, they will have said all of the things they, they are supposed to say about Israel, but they don't support Israel. The press in this country, Dersowicz is right. He's a liberal, but he's right. They do not support Israel. Education in America doesn't support Israel. They're out there, teachers, and I mean, from schools to libraries to universities, Harvard isn't the only one, many of them. And they're out there beating the drum for Hamas. And they're blaming Israel. They're beginning to blame Israel. And that's going to seep into the, the narrative that you're going to start seeing on, on the news. You're going to start seeing pictures of, of dead people. Because Israel is bombing and Netanyahu seems to be laser focused on making these people pay. And that is a just act, morally, according to biblical truth. So he's defending his nation and he's responding to those who tried to destroy them and will try again if left to their own devices. So we have Americans who we've given influenced to by electing them and putting them in Congress. I mean, the pe- we the people. So there they are out there. They're expected to represent the people of the United States in their district. Is this the people in their districts? Apparently. Does America's Hamas squad really represent the people of their district, much less the United States? Well, I can tell you they don't represent all of the people in the United States. They don't represent me. There's a lot of people that don't represent me. Speaking of people representing, Patty Murray has a birthday today. I think she's I think she's 73 today. She doesn't represent a lot of people either. She just happens to get the most votes. Anyway, I'm not the only one who noticed that elected representatives serving in the US Congress were out on the street demonstrating against our country and our allies. I mean, that's what it comes down to. That's what's really happening. Isaiah 62, verse 1 says, For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof as the lamp that burneth. This congressional squad, those members, were blasted for urging a ceasefire in the Middle East after Hamas fighters killed hundreds of Israelis Saturday. They went out and made a moral stand, and they said, oh, we need to stop this. We need peace. 
Now that hundreds of Israeli, probably thousands by the time it's over and counted, are killed, cities destroyed, they have um, hostages, including American hostages now, that they're promising to kill live online if we don't, if America or Israel doesn't do certain things yet to be determined. And so they're calling for a ceasefire. Representative Alexander Ocasio-Cortez and some other pal- pro-Palestinian reps, they didn't condemn the cruel terror assault, but they, I mean, they, they did note, note, acknowledge it, violence and so on. Now that Hamas has attacked and killed people in Israel, they're saying, let's please stop the violence. I don't think so. That isn't the real world. That's their progressive view of things, how diametrically different it is than a biblical worldview. An immediate ceasefire and de-escalation is urgently needed to save our lives, Ilhan Omar is saying. I find it beyond interesting that the leftists always refer to Israel as oppressive, a nation that occupies the region. How many times, if you pay attention to what they say, these people and the news media, they're always talking about Israel as being oppressive, and they're always saying in the occupied territory, in the occupied, I mean, it's just part of the narrative. They say it a million times in their reporting. That is an occupied territory. Yeah, it is, Gary. They used to, no, it's not. These are the same people that yesterday was hating Columbus and promoting Indigenous Peoples Day. Did you see that in your town, wherever it happens to be? Of course. All the the virtue signalers were out, and they were all gathered around, and they brought in some Indians, and they were talking about Indigenous, and I grew up with a lot of Indians close to a, to a reservation. I understand all that. But let's get real. Do they not know? Do they not know that when they go out and destroy and try to erase Columbus and change the name, they don't even honor his birthday anymore and make it Indigenous Peoples Day? They destroy his statues. They try to mark and tar and feather him and get rid of him. And some people like myself and many others suggest that happy birthday to him yesterday. Do they not know that the Hebrew people, the Jews, are the indigenous people of that region? That's how double-minded progressivism is. They don't know up from down because they have no moral compass. Even if these public servants don't, servants don't believe in, in God, in the Bible, or that he gave these people, these Jews, the land, they should be capable of taking a quick look at history. The Jewish people originated in and are indigenous to what is now the modern state of Israel. The Jews are from Judea. And this this part of this that they call occupied is not occupied. If it's occupied, it would be by Palestinians, not by Jews. Jews are the indigenous people. Well, we only apply that when it fits our narrative. Much like Black Lives Matter. No, they don't. They just matter sometimes. We're for the indigenous people. No, they're not. 
They're just for the indigenous people when it fits their narrative, which is ever-changing. That's what relativism is. And you connect relativism to cultural Marxism and you've got chaos. And we live in chaos today. Even the masterminds of Palestinian terrorism, those who founded the Palestinian Liberation Organization, the PLO, that was back in the 1960s. I mean, that's not ancient history. Well, it is to a 10-year-old, but it's not to some of us. Those who founded the PLO, they understood and they even acknowledged the fact when they drafted their charter in the 1960s. I mean, they said Palestine, part of their charter, it says Palestine is the homeland of the Arab-Palestinian people. Representative Cori Bush, a Democrat from Missouri, she criticized U.S. foreign policy, her statement over the attacks. Insisting to achieve peace in the region, the U.S. needs to end its support for Israeli military occupation and apartheid, with the Israelis bleeding and dead in the streets of their country and cities. She's calling for us to stop our support for their military. And there's much more. But the New York Post says the collection of there's a collection of statements that were not well received by the conservative commentators, and there are, I'll just share a couple of them with you. It's uh, this Kyle Lamb, he's a Florida Republican, he's a, and he's a staffer now on Ron DeSantis' campaign uh, for the presidency. He said, yet another Democrat wanting ceasefire by victims of a brutal terrorist attack. And um, another one, uh, this organization, it's called Comfortably Smug, and I, I don't know a lot about them, but they're, they're on the media, social media a lot. They said the squad telling Israel to stand down after it was attacked and hundreds of its citizens were massacred. Incredible. A writer for Town Hall, whom we quote here once in a while, John Hassan, he blasted Omar's statement for implying that, that attacking, killing IDF forces is fine. That's IDF is the Israeli uh, forces is fine because she only mentioned women, children, the elderly, and unarmed people in her statement. In a reply to AOC's demand that the fighting stop, a prominent conservative activist, this Ned Ryan, he put up a tweet. He said, how about no? When she asked, what must we do? He said, how about no? (laughs) Netanyahu said, we will take mighty vengeance for this wicked day. But the evil face behind all of this is indeed Iran. Jason Bedrick, he's writing for the Heritage Foundation's The Signal yesterday. He said, quote, 50 years ago, Israel was caught, also caught by surprise when Arab armies invaded on Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the Jewish year. This time, the Palestinian terrorists chose to attack Simchat Torah, the most joyous holy day in the Jewish calendar when Jews celebrate their Completion of the annual cycle of studying the Torah. They study their 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 Bible study uh, for the year, and then they immediately begin it again. The Torah, the Old Testament. Their choice is the date of the date is no consequence. Uh, Bedrick says he said it's a sign that Hamas, like their predecessors, sees itself at war not only with the government of Israel but also with the children of Israel and the God of Israel, the Jewish people, Judaism itself. He says, let's be clear, those calling for a ceasefire prattling about a cycle of violence are really calling for Israel's unilateral disarmament. 
They're calling for Hamas and Iran to be able to massacre Israelis with impunity and then be rewarded with sovereign Israeli territory. Americans with a moral compass should recognize these disingenuous declarations for what they are. At best, he said, Tlaib and the squad are useful idiots for the Nazi-like Islamofascist regime bent on the genocide of the Jews. He's right, unfortunately. On Saturday, Iranian Supreme Leader Syed Ali Khamenei, he made his genocidal intent very clear in a post on X, formerly Twitter. Here's what he said. The leader of Iran, the supreme leader of, of Iran, he said, quote, God willing, the cancer of the usurper Zionist regime, Israel, will be eradicated at the hands of the Palestinian people and the resistance forces throughout the land. His unholy prayer for the mass murder of Jews was posted alongside a video of Israeli youth fleeing that music festival. I talked about it here yesterday, the site of a massacre. More than 260 bodies were murdered at that event. That's how many they've located as of yesterday. Eyewitness accounts have described young Israeli women being raped next to their friends' bodies, including dead bodies. Iran's role in the attack on Israel is clear. Everybody with a clear mind knows it. But you know what our State Department is doing? Our State Department this morning is saying, we are looking through, I'm quoting them. This John Kirby was talking about it yesterday, and they're talking about it again this morning. John Kirby's a disaster. I don't know. I mean, anyway. They say, they're say they saying, we're looking through the information streams. We haven't seen hard, tangible evidence. This is our United States, our officials, who are in charge of such things. They're saying, we're looking through the information streams. We haven't seen hard, tangible evidence that Iran was directly involved in participating in or resourcing and planning these sets of complex complex attacks that Hamas pulled off over the weekend. John Kirby said something that echoed later on in the day by the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan. They stressed again, the U.S., I'm quoting our people, has no evidence that Iran knew about the attacks in advance or that it helped Hamas. Every mind on earth knows that they did. They've bragged about it. What's the matter with these people? And when will it happen again? And how safe are we with this administration? I mean, normal people are asking normal questions like, what's going on here? They're setting the stage to defend Joe Biden, among other things, for giving Iran $6.2 billion the other day. Ordinary people like you and me know that part of that, if not all of it, flowed through Iran and funded these people that invaded Israel on Sunday, Saturday. That's what's going on. And yet our own State Department 
is saying, well, we don't have any hard evidence to that effect, and we'll look into it. We'll get back to you later kind of an attitude. Man, sad. I'm out of time, but thank you for being with me today, and thank you for your support. We need your support. We're fully funded by our listeners. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.